Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hello, everybody. You are now listening to the Overflow Podcast. With hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Overflow Podcast. This week, we got some very special guests, and I will let them introduce themselves when I'm ready to. I just want to say thanks for joining us. As always, I'm Joaquin, and up in the corner somewhere is Jay. Today, we got a kind of uh, interesting topic, so we're going to jump into it because uh, we got uh, three Puerto Ricans who love to talk, <laughs> and can't shut up, and we got one Mitch, who I just now realized loves to talk. Won't be able to shut up because he yes. has opinions. <laughs> so why don't we just go around, Mitch? Why don't you introduce yourself, and then we'll go to Angel in case no one knows who you are, and they might not. Yeah, uh, <laughs> my name is Mitch. I am a pastor out in uh, Smyrna, Georgia. Uh, been out in Atlanta now for seven years, and yeah, I am opinionated. I'm a pastor, and I'm a Pentecostal pastor, so that means I definitely don't know how to. Keep things brief. Long-winded is a spiritual <laughs> gift in my Bible, and uh, I am uh, very blessed with it. Um, and yeah, so I'm excited to, to jump in and start uh, chatting. All right, and then we have our boy, our friend, who's been with us before. Hey, what's he's, up, uh, guys? It's Angel. It's Angel. What's up, Sam? He's, he's the official. <laughs> the official. Um, he's the the mascot. The official jumping guy. Yeah. One of us are missing. <laughs> yeah. He's the call in the fill in. He's the official fill in. There you go. That's the term. Yeah, I'm the guy. I'm the guy that I'm in the couch and I'm trying to watch a movie and my wife keeps saying, "Why you keep looking at your phone?" In case Jay or Kenito needs me, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> it could be a month from now, but I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. So, so we. So go ahead, Jay. Set it up. Right. Okay. So I was sent an Instagram post. All right, so wait, let me just a little back. Um, for those that are new in this, new to, to our podcast, so I have worked within the Christian music industry doing festivals and booking and whatever, managing artists, I still do that. So someone within the industry sent me an Instagram post by, um, I'm trying to remember his name, John Steingart, um, the ex, I guess now I can say ex, lead singer and major songwriting contributors of Christian band Hawk Nelson. Now, granted, I have met them, but I never heard their music. (laughs) It's not, it's just not what, you know, it's just not something I listen to. Um, But that's not what this is about. So John Steingart has, is the latest to follow the trend of, it's funny, it's Christian's, Christians and music mainly that that have been doing this. Or the, um, the, the, the arts. The arts. Okay, the arts. It's music, but okay, the arts. No, who um the writer and all that. Who have denounced Christ, who have said after years and years of being a Christian, writing the songs, singing the songs, I no longer believe in God. Right? Um, in Bible terms, that's called apostasy. And there, if you look back, we have an episode where it was Marty Sampson of Hillsong 
who was like the, I guess the biggest name outside of the Gungors or Gungors, I don't know how you pronounce that, that has said this, right? And made a big public thing where John uh, Cooper, uh, lead singer of Skillet, came out in defense of the faith. Uh, so you're forgetting, you're forgetting Joshua Harris, who's huge. That's, I couldn't remember his name. Huge. So that's why I said the arts, because he was a writer, right? He was a writer. He wasn't a musician. But he, he was the one like in the nineties, right? He's he's he rewrote the rules for dating uh for Christians. Right. You okay there, Angel? Man, I'm over here struggling, bro. Um, maybe I, so you have a stroke or something. <laughs> right? Nah, I'm, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. So I, I I of course Joaquin and I we do the podcast every week, but then you know we called in Angel and I called in Mitch because these are guys that I respect and I know love God above all, but are also deep in scripture, right? Like I like to call myself a Bible nerd. So here are the four Bible nerds, right? Or the other three Bible nerds that I hold in high esteem so that we can talk about this. Because as I was telling Joaquin, before you guys came on, I had to call Joaquin to make sure that we, that we cut the intro short so we could just jump right in. Um, that I'm not sure, I, I don't know exactly the number, but this is like the fourth or fifth, it could be more, um, Christian, right? Because artist, writer, pastor, whatever, that has gone public with this declaration. And it's, I'm saying that it could, it, it could easily become something that trends, that, that begins to trend, right? Yeah, yeah. All right. It's, 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 it's disheartening, right? It's disheartening for us fellow believers, but it's also it's also hard for the kingdom as a whole, for the church body as a whole. It could be hurtful, right? It could be hurtful. It's disastrous. That's the word that I wanted to use without being alarming because I'm Puerto Rican. So um, who wants to jump in first? Mitch? Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I'll do it. I'll jump in. I can, I can do this. Yeah, you know, I think for me, it there's a, there's three things that uh, and I'll make it three. I didn't I just threw that number out there. Uh, there's a couple things, handful That's of a good things. That, yeah, you know, three. Let's go. Let's break it down for you. A, B, C out of the one, two, three, and uh, get a couple amens, and we're good to go. I uh, <laughs> I think there's a couple things that that is concerning to me. Um, one, I think what this is showing is uh, kind of like the toxicity of celebrity and what is happening in our culture right now is our culture is looking for authenticity and celebrity cannot produce that because celebrity is what we as individuals do. We, we project our idealized selves onto an individual and say, if they can do it, then I can have the ideal life. There's a great book called uh, the age of empire. Um, and, uh, or that's not right. Uh, the empire of illusion empire of illusion basically talks about that. One of the things that we do, uh, in our culture is that we, we go, I want to have the comfortable life, uh, whether it's wealth, uh, fame, success, whatever it may be. And then we look for exemplars and then we project our lives to live up to what they're doing. So when you look at, uh, different celebrities, whether it's like a Kardashian or, uh, you know, a, a Justin Bieber or whoever it may be, uh, we see how they came to fame and go, if they did it, I can do it. And we see that like what it's what it's doing is it one puts a pressure on the celebrity 
to be something that they were never supposed to be for someone else. Um, and it also crushes the individual that has now abdicated their responsibility and given it over to someone they don't even know. Right. And so it makes it makes, you know, people that follow uh, music, it's like I am no longer responsible for my choices because if so and so did it now, I can do it. So it's really showing to me like what the toxic nature of celebrity is. It's idolatry. Um, it is uh -huh. it is a releasing of responsibility. It is uh, further allowing us as a culture to dwell in adolescence. And, and, and lack maturity to look ourselves in the mirror and say, who am I really? What do I really believe? And, and can I own my decisions? Uh, so for me, it's concerning just because uh, celebrity is concerning to me. Social media is concerning to me. Um, I also, I think it reveals to me just this kind of uh, reality that, that we make heroes out of honesty and honesty should be something that we do as adults. And so what we're doing is now we, we, we make it a heroic statement to allow people to cling on to our fragility. Now, I think hmm. that we should be people that are honest with the frailty that is the human condition. That is a part uh -huh. of, of deconstructing celebrity. We should be like, hey, I'm a human. I struggle. I have a hard okay. time with the Lord. That is a beautiful thing. But what we don't, what, what we as believers do is here I am, here's my authentic self. God's going to take me as I am, love me as I am and transform my life. But what we've done, the, the cultural, like that's the Christian way. The cultural way is to say, I'm broken, accept me. That's it. I never want to change. This is where I'm at. And we make that a heroic thing in, in, in generic culture. And so it's kind of concerning to me is once again, we have now idolized this man's authenticity, which is a very scary thing to denounce the Lord, right? Like, and I want to be really sober with this because I don't know any of those guys. I don't really, uh, like for the last seven years as I've been a pastor out in Atlanta, I've really kind of like stepped away from trying to see what's going on with everyone else just as an attempt to like get to own my own life and not mm -hmm. compare my life to everybody else's. But I will say this, to build your life on something and then it not be what you think it was, um, and then to give up what you've built your life on, whether it was frail or not, is a very scary and a very real thing. And, I, and an encouraging note, it's the first place where God will actually meet you and transform your life. So I hope for all of those guys in the arts that are kind of going, hey, I built my life on something frail. Um, I built my life on maybe something that was fraudulent. I believe something about myself. I minimize something about myself. My hope would be that in their honesty, they would be like the woman in John chapter 8 who was caught naked as a sinner. And in her honesty, the Lord said, here I am, I do not condemn you. Go and sin no more, her life's transformed forever. That's the hope of what comes in honesty. And so there's a part of me that's hopeful. So those are kind of my, my thoughts on this is just like, man, this sucks. This sucks that we do this. This sucks that the church at times doesn't know how to own their own discipleship and follow Jesus in a healthy community when we have to look up mm -hmm. and idolize other people. And right. it sucks at what it, it, it hurts me for what it does to, to guys that are like, hey, I thought I loved God. I mean, think about it, guys. Like, we were all 13 years old and maybe loved the, like, when I was 13, I loved God, but I was naive. And if I would have just believed the hype because I could preach or something as a 13 year old, come on, I could have, like, if I just believed my press clippings, 
I would have lived in that naive, I'm awesome, 13-year-old. I can do anything. I'm never going to die. I be, that's scary. Right. That, man, that's a scary thing. It, you know? I, I see what yeah. you're saying. And, you know, the whole Christian celebrity, right? Because it, it's almost that that term, Christian celebrity, it's almost, it's almost an oxymoron, right? Because yeah. you're living for the fame, but then, you know, less of me and more of you, Jesus, they kind of juxtapose and, and they fight against each other. Um, and like I said, and, I, and I've been around a lot of these artists where like some still like maintain humility and they're real cool and real dope. And then others like, are like, yo, like, you know, okay. Yeah. You booked me. Yeah. I remember, I remember your name, but um, here, go get me. Some, okay. I can say this, I can say this story. Yeah, yeah. So when, when, when I, the last time I was in Nashville, I met Nick and Jackie, well, Gonzalez, right? Jackie Velasquez, her husband, Nick Gonzalez, who is um, the lead singer of Salvador. And he introduced himself to me. And I told him, dude, like, we've already met years ago. Oh, oh, Joaquin and Adrian, you guys were there when we did um, the Luis Palau Fest. In, Luis Palau, in, yeah. In right? And he was like, oh, did we? I was like, yeah, yeah, Luis Palau, you and your wife, you both were artists, invited artists. And you know, like you, 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 you were like a jerk to me. <laughs> so then he said, he like he looked at me. He's like, "Oh, I think I remember you. I, I think I asked you to get me like a bottle of water, and you just like looked at me." He was like, "Yeah, yeah, that was me. Like I was one of the invited artists and speakers, and you looked, you like looked me up and down, and asked me to get you some water. And like, yeah, I'm, I'm not that guy. I'm not, I'm not the water guy. But I can, I can call him, <laughs> right? And it was, it was great being able to do that because." Like he didn't like take a front to it. He didn't get upset. Like he apologized. Like I'm sorry. Back in those days, like I was a I was a real jerk to everybody because the same thing, the celebrity, right? But my issue with this is, and Mitch, you and I talked about this, is how you spend years and years and years, right? You 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 write the songs. You know the words, right? He's a PK, and then, right. And everything about his faith is private with, with a lot of these other Christian celebrities. And I don't want to keep their faith private. But then when they want to denounce God, they want to go and make it a public thing and hurt all of their fans, right? There, are, I, I was on, on Twitter the other day, and there was this guy. He was talking about, it wasn't, it wasn't about him. It was about John Gibbons, this rapper. And I was like, oh, you know, his music, when I, was, when I first came to the Lord, helped me. And now he like came out the closet and he said all that music is BS and whatever. And I don't know what to do with myself. Right. So it's like, and that's that's the impact and the hurt that in trying to be heroes and maintain their fragile celebrity, right? Because you're right. I mean, you look on his on his Instagram post, there are a lot of people who are saying, Oh, I applaud you for your honesty. And I'm like, no, no, man. Well, no. Can I, can I I would say one thing, just just uh, two other quick thoughts. I would say that uh, there's a statistic that says like a uh, it's a it's a huge like I, I want to say 75% of uh, millennials believe that they deserve to be famous before they're 35. And in the Christian world, we've changed the word famous to influence, and then we idolize influence. And the crazy thing about that, the insidious nature of influence, is that once you have it and you start to feel almost like the, the, the fruits of influence, you never want it to go away. So, so part of what you want to do is like, even if 
I'm going to be an influence in my falsehood. And then I don't want to let go of info. I don't know who I am apart from this influence. Right. And so I right. can see why, why they're like clinging onto that. Um, and I, I think there's also, there was a documentary on HBO about Theranos, the, the blood testing, uh, like multi-billionaire CEO that was basically lying the entire time. And one of the uh, sociologists said this crazy thing. They said they did all these tests. And if you believe that what you are doing uh, is justified by helping someone, the lies you tell yourself won't even register in your mind as a lie. And so I think oh. sometimes it's like the, the like I think that if I invite you into pain or I invite you into my honesty and it's going to help you get honest, I might I'm just I, I, it, it, I may or may not be, but I won't be able to register in my mind like my heart's not changing. I'm not registering in my body that I am lying. I'm not like if so, if you're lying to yourself and you go like, I just want to maintain influence. Maybe that's the the uh, the negative motivation. I don't want to claim that over anybody that I don't know. But even if it is, if it's justified that you're helping other people step into honesty, you won't register in yourself. So you get to you continually live this this crazy like lie inside your mind. If if that's the case, or you actually do believe that, hey. I never believed, therefore no one could have believed like you guys should step into this with me or no one's really going to follow me anyways, right? You've just, you've, you've given up on yourself, so no one's going to follow me. You know, it's like, it's one of those things that, and that's actually the really scary thing. I think you're absolutely hitting something on the head right there, Jay. It's like, it's, it's, it's like, oh, I have to tell everybody because there is somebody out there who's feeling like me and this will help them. And yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. It's real, dis I mean, it's self, that thought process is self-destructive, but then it's also outwardly destructive. And if enough people around me believe the same thing that I believe, then I don't have to change, right? right. Like right. now I've got a new community that's not going to challenge me, right? I didn't have a community that challenged my faith in the first place. I never, I didn't, wasn't honest with mentors and, and pastors and, and people discipling me. And now I'm going to now create a community around <laughs> me of people that don't challenge me, you know? You're, you're and assuming, they're just going to believe. You're a see, first of all, that's the, the assumption that they're being discipled is first of all. <laughs> <clears throat> oh. Right. I, I mean, gotta believe the best, man. I gotta. I, I'm I, not in the okay. industry, man. I'm just believing the best in the people I don't know. You know, that's how. That's, that's how I live without a critical heart. You know, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's my thing. That's how you know. That's how I know we haven't hung out much because I am the cynic. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I, you know, I don't see. I, 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 I question. I right, so because right, this is my role. I question. I question. You know, you you did that. What what. How hard is it to write Christian songs, right, for a non-believer? It's super easy, right? There's words, there's phrases, you can just kind of, anyone can write a song. I mean, there's there's been super secular people that have written songs that Christians have been like, oh my gosh, that song is talking about God, or oh I, oh, I connect to God with that song. So I think the the issue is is that I don't think they these you talking about well you know all these people that follow them, they don't care they they just never cared right they they played a role and then now that that role is coming to an end all of, and 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 that you know the dopamine hits that we're getting from celebrity so guess what announcing that you're all of a sudden not believing or whatever and you got all kinds of people doing what giving you those dopamine hits oh how brave of you oh you're it's so inspired oh brother i'm praying for you i understand the struggle 
that's a real that's a real quarantine struggle right it's it i mean it's all about it's all about it's all you know it's all about the that feel good that dopamine hit that you get when people are telling you the things that you want to hear i you know we don't know these guys right but you know it seems that you have artists that disappear and then later on you find out they're like well i you know i just didn't believe in that anymore i didn't do this i didn't do that and and they didn't so they they didn't need the dopamine hit. They realized what they realized, and they just disappeared, right? Um, but these guys that are posting these things is because they need that hit. They need that fix. They need that drug. Look at <coughs> talked about Gun Gore. Gun Gore is great <coughs> songs about God or whatever, and then they just kind of disappeared. And then later on, it came out. Oh, the lead singer was like an atheist for a year, and and the wife when they actually started talking to her was like oh well we quit believing because this that or the other but people went in and asked them why did you wh where have you been like why did you stop doing this music but they just kind of disappeared right yeah. they just their music changed whatever because to an extent they didn't have that need to come out and go well this is why we no longer believe now when they were asked Right then, they then they offered up. Well, this is why we no longer believe. I think, you know, what, what Mitch is talking about that celebrity. I mean, the church is at fault with this. Okay, I'll I'll put the blame right at the feet of the church, because Angel has experienced it. Jay has experienced it. I'm sure you've experienced, Mitch. If you got any kind of talent in anything, you immediately get pushed into using that talent for what? For ministry. Well, and then at the same time, too, it's like that talent, it's your your abilities are not connected to character. And so what we've done is we elevate ability and talent rather than elevating character and right. conviction and consecration because no one wants to hide their talent. You know, like don't go, you know, no one wants to be a David and go hang out with sheep and stuff while they, you know, are anointed king. And no one wants to be Joseph in prison when he's going to when he has a vision for 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 ruling and I'm a, I'm gonna jump in here a little bit. Um, man, what a <laughs> so, uh, sorry, I was just listening and digesting, man, because what you guys are saying, man, is just is really ministering to me. Um, I uh, um, around I guess when all this pandemic started, um, I, I work in advanced auto parts and I was stocking you know, uh, the truck and the parts in the truck and uh, Lord put in my heart uh, this thought he says this is the time that i'm gonna see what church has really been discipling their people and if you haven't been discipling if the church hasn't been discipling you're gonna see who's gonna fall and who's not and that really hit me um i've talked to jay and and um joaquin before about how i begged for three years a church I used to go to. I've been I've been going to church since I was five years old. That doesn't mean nothing. I'm 37 now, and three four years ago, you know, this church I was going to that for three or four years, I begged, crying. I'm talking about crying. I'm, we're before God right now to be discipled, and I guess they were like, well, he has knowledge, he has talents. Um, I guess he knows the word, but I'm begging the pastor to sit down with me and have at least take some time out to disciple me. Because like I told 
the new pastor of the church I'm attending now, we had to move and God has placed me somewhere else. And uh, I told the pastor, you like X-Men? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, it's like, you know, Logan is awesome. Wolverine is awesome. But without Xavier, he don't know how to control himself. I need an Xavier in my life. I need somebody to help me because I, I want to know. What, and shaved his head. I, <laughs> yeah, he came in in a wheelchair. I'm like, what are you doing? Um, <laughs> uh, so, um, so the thing is, the um, where I'm attending to now, uh, the pastor said, our bread and butter is discipling. That's our bread and butter. And as soon as uh, Jay sent me the message about this this person that's like, you know, saying I'm not a Christian no more, the, the, the word that came in my heart was discipleship, discipleship. Who, who's mentoring this person? Who sat down with him? Who's his pastor? Um, <laughs> who's... Uh, <laughs> You know, I, I can't blame all on the church because you're also mature enough. Or you should be mature enough to also say, hey, I need to be, you know, but, you know, I put this together with insecurities. This person has insecurities. When Joaquin was speaking, uh, oh, he's getting this, you know, he's being praised for his talent. Awesome. Now we got this pandemic and he's probably entering into an age that he sees that he's not getting this much feedback. So let me jump into something else. So I can feel good with with this new level of heightness. Uh, guess what? All this comes back to insecurities. And that's the part right there that Mitch was talking about, about your character. That's what your spiritual leader says. You know what? We're going to deal on this weakness. God can strengthen you. I see some things. And this one thing I learned in the, the you know, being going in Spanish churches. The, the, I had this pastor that said, he always says, the pastor has to smell like sheep. And the sheep has to smell like the pastor. And mm. when you spend so much time around your sheep, you should, as a spiritual father, you should see where this person is, la where he's lacking at. But some pastors like probably the, man, this talent is bringing people to the church. Right. So let me not try to get him mad. He's doing things right. <laughs> like if I sit down with this person, I'll probably tell him, hey, you're lacking in this area. He's going to get mad, and I might not see those sheep coming in because he's bringing them in. His name is getting out there. So there's, a, there's, a, there's two things happening here is we've seen immaturity in both sides, and um, that's the one thing that kept rolling you know, through my mind. Um, and another thing I want to share real quick is this week, and one thing Mitch touched on too, was how when you go into social media and you see something, and sometimes I can be, and I'm being, I'm gonna be real transparent. And I think a lot of people don't <laughs> don't like this. Uh, when you be real transparent, uh, I've I've gone into social media feeling kind of down, and I saw maybe a song that I that I did or I posted or a message, and I'm like, wow, this person liked it. How? And I feel better. I was feeling like, let's say, like crap. Probably I was going struggling. And I saw a message that I put, and just because I saw a like, being honest to God, I'm like, ooh, that made me feel good. That's probably what this person is, is, is going through, but to a whole nother level to say, I don't believe God no more. And uh, we have to be careful with that. And I was at work this week, and I was, you know, they playing that last dance thing with Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls. 
check this out. My son taught me a lesson. Uh, I got a 13-year-old son and a six-year-old daughter. And I was kind of like venting out to him, telling him, hey, this is how I feel. I feel I should be doing more. And I think I'm going by because I'm not seeing the, the hey, you're doing a good job. Y'all understand where I'm coming from. So since mm-hmm. I'm not seeing or hearing that, I'm here like, I'm not doing enough. I got that little voice. You're not doing enough, Angel. You're not doing enough. And I have to be rebuking that, God. And I have to remember scripture. And I have to remember what God has done with me before so I can, you know, pump myself up and get back into the joy of the Lord is my strength. And I was talking to my son because I never hide anything to him. And I sit down and and sometimes I talk to him and then I listen to what he has to say. Sometimes you say he's only 13. But he said, hey, he said, Dad, I think you're forgetting. You're forgetting about the experiences and the testimonies that you have come here at home telling me what you like when God puts a a word in your heart, when you talk to somebody at work, what happens? As soon as he said that, I kept going back and seeing, wow, I remember this. I remember that. And I brought up the Jordan thing and the Chicago Bulls thing because I was looking at the video when he was holding that trophy and he was like crying and crying and crying. And I said, Lord, um, I would love to feel that way. He con- he accomplished something. I accomplished something. And during and in the week, I had to install a battery. And God gave me a word for somebody. And when that person said, thank you, I never saw things that way. Appreciate it. And he leaves. I had to go to the bathroom to cry. I have done this so many times. And I said, that's the feeling. That's the feeling. It wasn't because of a thank you to me. The feeling of knowing that I shared the gospel to somebody. And then it brought me to the bring me to the word when Paul was in jail and he's like, Man, I'm crying because you guys that are out there, I'm in here, but you guys that are out there are more slaves than were are more locked up than I where I am right now in jail. And I had that experience this week, and it was awesome because my son had to tell me, Hey man, remember what's going on at work. At least you have a platform at work that you're sharing and sharing and sharing. And why am I sharing all this is because I do understand in a way what that person is is, is feeling. But thank God for my grandma teaching me scripture. Thank God for the churches when I grew up. They were discipling me little by little. And I was a disciple in a Hispanic church. And it's all and it's funny. Um, Mitch was talking about he's Pentecostal. Man, we say Pentecostal rajatabla. That means that, that means uh, women don't shave. That, that's where I grew up. That means grew up. They yeah. they hear they hear a rap beat and they're like, "That's Satan," you know. All, you know, all, <laughs> I grew up. The women's, grew up. The women's beards are just as thick as angels. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I brought. So I'm 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 coming from that background, and when I'm approaching my new leader, I'm like, "Please help me." Because if I need to be saved from something, it's from myself. Because oh, I yeah. do believe, I do believe in God. I know well, He's there. I know He's pushing me forward. But I don't want to get in the way for what He's doing. So please, Pastor, show me, disciple me, show me what's my next step. And that's where I'm at right now, man. And I think true. that's the thing is like I think part of what we're also experiencing is we got to remember that discipleship. Um, we're, we're seeing the fruits of what happens, you know, 
20, 30 years ago in, in, the, in the way that church was the methodology of church, right. where it became mass consumption, right? right? And that's a, the consumption right. of information minus the transformation. So now it's easier because we got like, you know, cool little ferns and stuff in our like places <laughs> that like this makes us feel comfortable. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I, I think, I think the message of grace should go down easy. You know, it's like a good message. But at the end of the day, I'm following Jesus and surrendering my life. So my life mm-hmm. is now surrendered. And yes. I think what we're seeing and, and the hope is that there's going to be out of this kind of like rubble, there's a church, there's going to be churches that actually take seriously. Like, no, you need it. Jesus doesn't want a part of your life. He doesn't want to be a supplement that you take so you can maintain your life. He wants to change your life and have all of it. And I think what's going to happen, hopefully, is if the if that is the method in which discipleship takes place, if that's the method in which all of uh, like the arts gets kind of flows out of that, you're not going to see people that that got in without uh, the clarity that Jesus wants every single part of my life, the good, the bad, the ugly, and he wants to change my life. And that's what's heartbreaking to me is that, you know, as a leader, my fear is that I don't want to disciple you into Mitch's way. I want to disciple yeah. you into Jesus's way. I don't want you to believe what I believe. I want you to be able to get with the Holy Spirit and have him lead you, which means there's going to be dark, scary times where God is, you know, like dark night of the soul where you feel like there's an internal falling and you still have to lead and follow. And it's, it's terrifying, but we, we have removed like, you know, 30 years ago, that wasn't a part of the message, you know? And, and so what we're seeing is guys that kind of were, were, were brought up in that where there wasn't a high challenge or high surrender kind of culture and they're like yeah i never surrendered and i never got transformed so this is fake you know what it is fake if that's your faith because jesus made peter and his disciples change their lives they you know Mm -hmm. peter didn't go get get to stay the same and that's the scary thing is like you're right that version of christianity is false there's no power there's nothing. It's not even a good religion because what we've made it is like a new age kind of like just adapt it to your life so you can have high self-esteem. That's bull crap. That's not going to make and, you feel good. And it's consume, yeah. consume, 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 right? Right. And then on, on, on top of that, right, when you're a celebrity, right, because my thing is that this guy was a PK, all right? For those that don't know PK, that means pastor's kid. So he was a PK. And so then, then it's not the five is what he did. Right. So then he was a celebrity. So most PKs, in my experience, right, are already on some kind of platform just because they're the pastor's kid. Right. So then he's celebrity, like big time singer for this famous band touring the world. Right. So even less opportunities for him to be like um, intentionally discipled. Right. There was there was a time mm-hmm. you um, Angel and Joaquin, when I went to Fortaleza. Right. I was I was doing the music. Actually, the three of us <laughs> were doing the music, like doing shows almost every weekend. I had a show. Joaquin and I had a show on the radio. And this pastor of this church that I was in, all I wanted to do was sit there as a regular member, right, and just be fed and be discipled, whatever. But this pastor, every Sunday, yo, every Sunday, wanted to announce, hey, we got Jay here of... of of MP tracks and leader is here. Hey, won't you come up here and say something to the people? And I would, yeah, at first, I'm not going to front at first. I'm like, yeah, Hey, what's up? What's going on? I loved it. After like the third time, I like, no, I'm not going to do that. No. And he literally said from the, from the pulpit one time, well, if you're going to perform for other people, you know, you're going to come and perform for your church. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I got to find a new church. Cause I'm out. <laughs> it's like this is this is not why I do these things, right? 
And and when the three of us started the Heart of Hip Hop, um, it was it was for that as well. It was to give like these artists that are seen as celebrities in their church a place where they can go and be disciple, right? A place that they can go where they're not where they're not treated as celebrities. I was reading that um that um hip hop artist the truth. Um, he he he, and I, I don't know why these people want to put this out on social media, but he tweeted, um, "My faith in Jesus isn't isn't broken, all right, or or isn't suffering, but I am struggling through some things theologically right now, right?" And of course, the responses were, "Oh, but but Jesus this, Jesus that," and he's like, "Oh, <laughs> I'm just saying, I still believe in God." I'm just going through some things theologically. Right. So, so I, I, why make it public? I, I, why, why make those things public? Because right? you because they want it's it's listen, they've they've done listen, they've done the studies, right? On, <laughs> on of social media with with the with like I, I'll keep saying the dopamine hits, right? With with how kids will get depressed if they don't get X amount of likes on a post, right? Yeah. Or or on a on a tweet or whatever. It's all, listen, it's all about me. It's a, it's, listen, and I don't care. Like, I quit posting stuff on social, on like on Facebook a long time back because I realized why do I post this stuff on Facebook? It's because I want people to read what I have to say because I think it's important, right? Mm-hmm. It might not be important. It might just be I had eggs for breakfast, but, but I post it and it's like, ooh, look, I got, and you don't say it to people, but you, 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 like Angel was saying, you low key look, and you're like, "Ooh, I got three likes. Ooh, I got five likes. Ooh, I got ten likes." And you feel, and you feel good about yourself, and that's fine. I think, like, if it's a big thing that's happened in your life and you want to share with people, right? That's cool. That's not. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. That's not what I'm saying. But it's for it's all these little things. I'm struggling with this theological point. It's because they want they want people to hit them up, and they might not admit it. They might not even be thinking about it. They might not think. They might like, not be like, what's going in their like, head. Like Mitch, like Mitch said, they might, you know, do it just because the lie that they give themselves. Because they just they they want that fix. They want that thing that that people like me, right? You see, but this is different though, right? This is different, right? Because in these people saying I no longer believe in God, right? They're stepping into a place of apostasy, right? And that's dangerous to the church. They don't know what. And listen, nobody knows what apostasy now, is anymore. Well, well, then we need to remember, right? Because, because remember, Jesus, Rob Bell. Rob Bell's a, brother I mean, wrote a whole book about it. Rob Bell. <laughs> it's only uh, one right, chapter, but still. Right. Rob Bell wrote a whole book about about hell not being real, and and um and people, you know, and the, those those that came out and were like, this is wrong, right? They were attacked within the, the church. I mean, MacArthur is a guy that will call a call a spade a spade, and he's out. I'm not saying, and I'm not using him because I'm saying he's always right. But he's bold enough to, to go, that's not right. Mm-hmm. And what happens? He gets trashed, right? And so then people look for, well, but he was wrong on this. Or why is he focused on? No, but they completely want to want to deal with whatever it was that was said. And, and but, that, but that's going to what I'm saying. Right now, because of social media and because of celebrities coming to Jesus, right, we have allowed the church to, to exalt celebrity pastors or even the the idol of celebrity within the church right and 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 when you see (laughs) it's that's why i say it's it's that's why i say it's the church's fault when you see the rich juniors and you see all of us and you see the judah smiths i'm not saying that they're preaching 
or their teaching is wrong. But when you see like these pastors um, just taking like posting pictures of them with celebrities, right? Then it's like, oh, wait, I want to be like that pastor. Not like my pastor who has poured 20 years into me, who has discipled me, who has helped me and my family. I want to be like that pastor because they hang out with celebrities, right? They have the trendy fits, right? They're wearing like the expensive kicks. And we've allowed this idol of celebrity to creep into the church. So then instead of, instead of like, that continue with the discipleship and seeing them as members and as you, um, Joaquin said, as or Angel said, as sheep, right? Even within the church that they go to, we also put them on this pedestal, right? So then when they're tired of the pedestal or when the pedestal isn't feeding them anymore and they say things like this, well, you know, I'm questioning things like like what this guy said that still bothers me. And I think I've said it to all of you. But, you know, if God is so good, why is there evil in the world? It's like, dude, you are a PK. You've been doing this for like 30 years. So that's a question I get. Like, what what is really going on here? Like, what is, what, what is the real thing that you're actually missing? Like, what are you really struggling with? Because... It's missing yeah. Jesus. That's the real thing he's missing. I mean, let's you know, you know he's. And, he's, hold on, and I want, and I just want to say that I've got nothing. I mean, I, I've only met like Judah once, and I've never met Carl. But like Rich Junior's a friend. I'm not saying anything against them. I'm just saying that people see them and they put them on a pedestal and have well, them all posted as celebrities. And, and, and I can't even tell you how many times. I mean, I love all those guys. Like. You know yeah. me, Jay. So like, you know, so like I, I like, I, I'm in it. Like I don't, I, and this is why for me, like I have a deep sense of empathy. Like I don't know anybody. I don't want to like, I mean, love is always trusting. So I just want to come from a place of going like, Hey man, like I want to believe the best in you. I want to trust that right. you're actually trying to discover what you actually believe. And I know, I mean, like when I got divorced, I was, I went through a phase where like everything I believe was like shaken, you know? Cause I was like, I thought I lived the right way that I would have a divine insurance policy for my life. I didn't know that I was living that way. And so I had to look, it was like, I was haunted by the Holy spirit every day. And that's what like kept me believing what I believe. And i so I know what it's like to look in the mirror and be like, I don't know who I am and I don't know what I built my life on, but it wasn't Jesus. And I don't know how I crumbled like this, you know? I mean, I know what that feels like it's scary. So I have a deep sense of like empathy for anyone that's going through that. Like, get help, walk with people. Don't hide behind just like what your feelings are and don't cling to just other people. Feel You never get freedom from just clinging to the same people that are stuck in the same thing you're in. Like, so be mm -hmm. looking for people that have made it through. That's what you got to do. But I say that See, like- so when, when, when I got divorced and all those things happened to me and I got real dark, real fast, or whatever, because right. when I got divorced, everybody just started trashing me, right? And everybody just started attacking me. But what I did was like reach out to this guy, Angel, reach out to that guy, Joaquin, reach out to other people that I know would not only build me up, but the I trash knew would, would pray for me and would also like come correct and like yeah. check. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. hey, okay, yeah. but you know, you're not you're not a victim either, right? You're also yeah. a bit of a jerk. You did this and this and that. Right. And, and I think it's important, you know, than looking for people like to come in and like affirm. Like, affirm your doubts and affirm your hurts and affirm your darkness, you know? Well, and that's the thing is that I want to affirm the transformation that can take place when you're honest, not the, not the mm -hmm. like, 
like loneliness that takes place when you first start getting honest. And I think the other thing is like to go back to the church and, and some of the, the idea of like we like I love, you know, like what what Judah's doing in Hollywood is crazy. Like there's a lot of people that are really being blessed by his Bible study. And that's awesome. Um, I get annoyed when I have like uh, someone that I'm working with or discipling and they're going to tell me that like, you know, they have a dream that they're going to do celebrity ministry. I'm like, you should have a dream that you should go to a hospital and minister to a person that's dying. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, cause that's, you know, cause that's what he did. And he just somehow the Lord opened up an, a door, but now you're just looking for that specific door. That's not following <clears throat> Jesus. That's trying to make Jesus some sort of supplement that gets you the life that you think you want, man. Like, and that's right. a scary thing that we've made God in a, a basically like he is our advocate, but we've made him an agent to get us something that we want. That's not following Jesus. That's mm -hmm. just that's just I, making Jesus the thing that you want. Like that's 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 really, really scary that this is what we're this is what what discipleship has become in a lot of ways. Right. Well, that's the thing, though. Right. So you, you brought up Judah. And you say he's doing some good things in Hollywood and, and, and some of the inroads he's made. Right. So here's the here's the problem. The problem is that Judah needs to keep his mouth shut. Don't post it. Just do it, right? Because that's what it—that's what it's supposed to be about, right? If 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 you're like, I'm coming. God's called me into this place to to minister to these people, then you do it. Yeah. But yeah. but I, mean, I do think you're right. I think there's a part where it's like you show no partiality, you know. And you know, I do think that. But I mean, for me, for me, honestly, this is why I don't have social media. Like, I'm just like I'm don't like for me. It's like if there's no. I don't want to. I don't want you to tell me what shoes I'm wearing. I don't want you to tell me what T-shirt I'm wearing. I don't want you to tell me that I'm posting too much of this or that. Like, I, you know what? My life is to the Lord, and I'm just going to do my life. And I don't need, you know, I'm I'm not. I don't. I don't need to be human clickbait so that you come to my church. Like, either you meet me and you want to come and and follow yeah. Jesus with me or not. But like, I'm and I'm not saying that's what they're doing. Once again, I'm not trying to be critical of it. I'm just saying, for me, one of the things the Lord's kind of brought me in is like, look. My life is meant to be an example. Uh, as a pastor, I have chosen to uh, try to live above reproach, probably said words that made other people uncomfortable, you know, whatever. But like, there's things that like, I'm choosing to subject myself to that. But I'm also like choosing <clears throat> how many vulnerabilities do I want to make where darts can be thrown at me. And I think if I'm going to post every single day, five times a day, like that's just more opportunities for darts to be thrown at me, whether it's right mm -hmm. or wrong. It's like the enemy's going to use that too. You know what I mean? So like, uh -huh. like, like I just think right. like the church should humble themselves and go like, look, hey, you know what? You know, especially right now, we're about to go into what does it look like to reopen the church? What does it look like to have a, a national election in the midst of a global crisis? What? Okay, how about churches? Let's not post everything that we're thinking on the internet so that everyone can then chime in on their opinions. Like, what are we doing? Let's. That's terrifying to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, so, yeah, I just think so there's a part of that where it's like, let's be humble and, and kind of like hide away a little bit. Well, and that's and that's the thing, right? Social media and a lot of this stuff, all that does, all that's done is that it it has supercharged our narcissism. Yeah. Right. It is su We we. Um, you know, we, when we grew up growing up, like me and Jay and Angel, and I don't know how old you are, Mitch, but, you know, him, yeah. him, and, him and, him and Angel in one category and we're the old guys. Oh, all right. So, all right. So me and Jay, right. You know, me and Jay were, <laughs> me and Jay were teenagers, right. When, when, when in, in the sixties, when the internet, the internet forties, forties, you fool. When the internet hit, right. We were, we were teenagers. I was like 14, we were like 14, 15 years old when that started exploding, right? So 
so the explosion in the internet, yes, has given us great, great things and has given us great tools, but it's, it's supercharged our narcissism. That's all that did. And now everything that we do is it there's, I, I think there's a level of narcissism as to why we post the things we post, why we say the things we say. And, and I, you're right, Mitch, I think that the church needs, you know, listen, use social media to say, hey, we're meeting on Saturday at three o'clock. Maybe post some pictures of the fun event and leave it alone. But, yeah. but you know, it's but it's it's also funny to say, well, we don't need to, you know, as when Christians are like, oh, we don't need to follow celebrities. But then you're a big pastor. And what are you posting? The celebrity people that come to your church. But then but then on another message, you're talking about how, you know, oh, we need to be humble and not follow celebrity. Bro, that's what you're showing us that you do. And so then what that happens once you get to a point where you become disillusioned. Then you do what this guy did and you come back around and then you feel like you can just say, well, I saw following God because I don't know if God's real anymore. Why is he so mean? If he was real, he would be so mean. And and then you're just like, well, we we all gave you permission to do that because we gave, you know, we the church gave you that platform. And then the church says now the church is like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe he said that. No, Uh, Bert Boca Chica who me and Jay have had on the podcast, told us when they used to do this thing called Rap Fest, they would interview the artists, they would interview the artist pastors before they would even let, let them get on the stage. Because they were like, these guys represent us. They represent what we're trying to do here. And the last thing we want is for somebody from our hood to come up to us and go, I thought these guys were Christian. This dude was over here hollering at my girl. Or this dude was over here, you know, drunk and 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 doing you know heroin with a, the crackhead on the rock so so Joaquin because it because it reflected bad on them because they were trying to reach their neighborhood and I think that and me and Jay talked about this and I think maybe that's what we need to start pushing people saying look just because this guy sings that's fine why don't we go see what he's about why don't we go see what these people yeah. are about? really are they serving in their church or do they just show up and then they get told hey because you're here why don't you lead worship and they probably don't even believe any of the stuff they're singing in even god when i was when i was doing a lot of the back in my 20s doing a lot of the uh last week yeah um (laughs) the friday um when i was doing a lot of that um i i was invited a lot to go minister in different churches and i went to a church once and i used to do a lot of you know gospel rap whatever you call it i don't care how you call it um and i've always been the type of person that uh when i was doing the rap stuff i was doing like i was preaching i never do the yeah all the mannerisms the yeah i, I never liked that there has the, to be a, a in my in my what? heart there has to be a a, a difference now yeah. What, what, yeah, the yeah so what joaquin was saying brought me to think um i remember i went to this church where they invited me and when i got there seconds before I, it was time for me to go minister the pastor says can you come back here real quick i said yeah what's up he goes can you please when you go up there i don't want you doing what we call him uh the puerto ricans uh manoteo the 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 you know when the rappers go yeah, and all this like that and he said i don't want you doing all that up there and i stopped him and I said, Pastor, can I ask you a question? He said, Yeah. Did you pray before you you invited me? He's like, Uh, yeah, yeah. Did the Lord gave you Lord gave you peace to invite me? He's like, Uh, yeah. 
So now is not the time for you to tell me what I have to do or what I don't have to do. If you prayed and God told you that I'm the guy that's going to come minister today, you have peace about it. Let God operate how he operates because you telling me you feel peace about it. I'm not that type of person anyways. But why are you questioning somebody when that person's getting ready to go up there? And it goes in the lines of what Joaquin was saying, just because a person can sing, can rap, or has a talent, you need to ask God what these people are about because God knows them. The Holy Spirit knows them. You so, say that. I remember in New York, in New York, I used to be the worship leader, Mitch, believe it or not, among many other hats. Worship leader, youth pastor, <laughs> Bible teacher, Sunday school, whatever. And um, I remember that um, this guy came to our church and he used to be a worship leader for this bigger church in, in Boston. <clears throat> and right away, right away, they sat me down and they made him the worship leader. And um, and I was like, cool, one less thing for me to do, <laughs> right? That's awesome. And then I swear, like, the Friday after the first Sunday he sang, I saw him at a, at a train station, um, full makeup, dress, dressed up like a woman. Uh, <laughs> right? Wow. And nobody knew anything about him except that he sang. He was the worshiper at this church in Boston. And then he shows up to our church. Oh, yeah, he's in that big church in Boston. All right, you're the new worship leader. And then, you know, when he left church, he would um, be around Manhattan. Um, I guess what? Cross-dressing? Right. right? right. So, um, and, and, and that's one of those things, right? When, I apologize for that. When, when, when churches run after platforms and celebrity right and and don't wait and don't seek um to hear from god and don't wait to for the leading of the holy spirit and of god and to to take it all the way back to what you were saying mitch about um like that generation i guess my generation that i always fought against right just consumer 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 without discipleship and without intentionality or even without um conviction i would even say in a lot of in a lot of places in a lot of situations, conviction, right? Um, we 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 now have these people that have that we have placed on a platform, and I use that I use the general we because none of us have ever heard their music. But we place <laughs> we place on a platform, and then now they're speaking to a generation that sees um, honesty as as courageous right so we've put them on a platform and they've never been discipled they've never been convicted right never been anything it's just give me give me give me so then when the give me stops because this new generation isn't about that right, right. they're about right. um they're realism they're, they're about, they're about, about their certain truth. about their about our per their personal truth so when they say oh well i don't believe in god anymore so now they have this new generation that will keep them on another platform, put them on another pedestal because, oh man, that honesty. Oh, at least he's being real. Oh, you know, with with without anything. And then we're also in a place where where the the pastor or the speaker is more important than the scripture, right? So we have all these people. We you know we have a bunch of kids that follow podcasts. They follow preachers, they follow their their favorite teachers or whatever, but rarely do we have, or at least in my experience and all the times that I've done Legacy Nights or all the stuff where, you know, well, 
where I where I'm told, well, I was reading the Bible and I read this and I don't understand it, right? Instead, I hear the well, I was listening to this guy and he said something different from what you said that Friday. So uh, what he said sounds better. So I'm gonna go with what he said, right? And it's like, okay, well, what, you know, what what does the Bible say? Right. Well, that's right. what Angel always says, right? He always says that he goes. The problem, part of the problem is these people are trying to live their Bible experience through someone else, and they're not experiencing the Bible for themselves. And I yeah. think that that all that ties back into these questions about why is there evil in the world? You know, why doesn't God do something about evil? Well, it's it's in there. If you if you kind of read it and study, you kind of figure out why. You know, I, you know, the fall of man and sin and, sin and all kinds of just <laughs> things. You know, I got to I got to head out guys. like that. I got to head out. I'm going to I'm going to uh, say two things real quick, man. All right, um, bye, where all the stuff, the, the two stuff, <laughs> the two things were uh, about the stuff we were talking about. And when Joaquin just said uh, one time I had to uh, God revealed to me something I had to preach. And it was hard. Sometimes you got to preach those hard uh, messages. Um being Pentecostal, right? Uh, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, so God revealed to me the importance of growing or being rooted in your church, because God placed the man of God there to be that spiritual father, and God has a message in that put in His heart for us as the sheep. So, what God was revealing to me was. That why people are so disoriented, like they're everywhere. The pastor will preach a sermon, and then on a Tuesday, they will go on to YouTube and they'll listen to another minister, Stephen Furnick, uh, to uh, Rick Warren. I don't. There's no problem listening to these people. I have no problem with that. The issue is they will like like Jay said. They will believe or they will take more of that word that these people, because of who they are, they would bring that more to their heart than what their pastor said. And then the message that maybe Stephen Furnick had that day was for his congregation, had nothing to do with you. It's about their vision. And guess what? You mixed the vision of your church with the vision of Stephen Furnick or with the vision of Rick Warren. And if you're not careful and really, you know, because it's not wrong to listen to these people, but your Holy Spirit got to be like, hey, be careful, because what he's saying right there, that's not for you. You know, oh, uh, God is telling somebody here right now they have to move to Virginia. And I'm over here like, God, what? And uh, God, you just planted me in this church. And, and that's what happens. We listen to the guy. Oh, and we say in Puerto Rico, we say, eso fue un mensaje terrible. <laughs> that was a that was a great message. You have to hear it. You share that message, and you share that message, and you share that message, and then it spreads out, and it means well. You mean well behind that message, but guess what? You sharing it to somebody that has a congregation that's part of a a group already, and some mm. of these people, they're man. I'm gonna go back. They're, I'm gonna go back Old Testament. These people are waiting for Aaron to come back down. To give them a message because they don't know how to find a message themselves. So mm. when Aaron comes back down with the message, uh, and there and that message does not, you know, fulfill, uh, then they go on and start worshiping other idols. We say that the golden, uh, how you say it in yeah. English, the huh? Yeah. So, so 
guess what? Why this pandemic is happening? One of the reasons it's happening is God wants you to go back to basics and get in your knees and search his, and, and know his voice instead of relying into the Sunday message and the Sunday message and the little video and the Sunday message. Because God has a unique calling because we're all unique. And the second thing I want to say, uh, it brought me to uh, <laughs> Genesis 29, 20. Remember that, uh, what, what was uh, Rachel's dad's name? Is it Laban or Laban? Yes. Laban. Laban. <laughs> what? what, what Laban. Spanish Laban. <laughs> Laban. Laban. Montate Laban. Get in the van. <laughs> Get in the van. Um, he, his, you know, he said, told Jacob, if you work for me, what? Seven years, right? Mm -hmm. He said, work for me seven years. I will let you marry Rachel. Check what verse 20 says. And Jacob served seven years for Rachel. Listen to this. And they seemed unto him, but a few days for the love he had to her. That I read that this morning, I had to stop. I've read it millions of times before. But God, what God showed me is that part of the discipleship is to tell these people, to, you know, father figures, spiritual father figures, to tell these people it's good to have patience. Wait. If you really love and you know that God has a calling for you, you need to get ready first before going out there into the world. Because my new prayer for the last year is, God, if I'm going to mess it up, don't send me. I don't want a part of it. I'm going to mess it up. And there's a lot of things that I've put to hold because I'm like, God, I'm not ready for it. I feel I'm not ready for it. So what happened? He, he had to do another seven years to get what? <laughs> to get the actually get Rachel because he ended up with Leah. And now he got Rachel 14 years. But it seemed like nothing to him. So when you love something and you know God called you for something, you have to get ready for it first. And I think part of discipleship is... Get ready. You're going to go through the trials and tribulations. But there's some churches like Joaquin is saying, was saying, there's some churches that they rather like, hey, man, your talent is great. Do it now. Go for it. Nobody can stop you. Uh, Philippians 4.13, you know, <laughs> it, 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 do it, man. Yeah, sir, but I'm 17. I don't care. Do it. You know, it, it, that's that's what's happening today <laughs> and a lot, <laughs> a lot of times. So, huh? no, nothing. So. All right, so yeah, um, the 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 struggle though is you said something and what and everything you said is is the lack of of discernment, right? The lack of of those that have ears to hear, right? And um, yeah, and, and and I was reading in preparation for all of this. I was rereading. Um, I reread the book of Jude um, this morning, and I got into the book of Jude. And and it's funny how, like Jude, smallest book of the Bible, right? But it's all about this, right? It's yeah, all yeah. about the warning yeah. of apostasy, the warning of, of people coming in. And I love how he says, you know, they're going to come in like subtly, right? They're not going to come in saying, hey, Jesus is not God. They're going to come in saying the nice things, saying the things that you agree with. And then slowly when they have your ears and will have your attention, they're going to twist them and they're going to make everything truth into a lie, right? And, and, and the one thing that Jude teaches is that 
everyone should watch out for this, right? Not just your pastors or the leaders, but everyone should watch out. And everyone should seek discernment from the Holy Spirit to um to be able to catch this and yeah, maybe yeah. maybe even call it out when it needs to be called right. out, right? As a warning and as a help to to the church body. Right. And and, and you know, I'm thinking and I'm reading that and I'm just like, damn, dude. <laughs> like, I, I, hold on a second. Angel's got to Angel's got to go. So Angel, hey man, us. we'll uh we'll catch up later. Thanks, yeah. and I'll I'll listen to the rest of this. Uh, listen to what you. It, yeah, it was nice meeting you, uh, Mitch. Nice to meet you, man. Hi, good stuff, guys. Love you guys. Right, man. Bye. Peace. Love you, Angel. Bye. Bye. And um, and 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 it's 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 almost like like that's a thing that um that is rarely spoken of or rarely taught or rarely preached, right? You know, I, I've been to a church where, like, he just stayed frozen there. <laughs> <laughs> I've been, this is it, I've been to a church where, um, where they spoke of the, and Joaquin used to go there too, where they spoke of the Holy Spirit as, as like this mysterious energy, right? That they couldn't, they, they couldn't like, like hold down or explain or like this like it was just oh this this weird feeling and this energy and I'm like what the hell is going right, on right, right? Well, you know so so hold on a minute so it's like you know when it comes to spiritual discernment right um it's like it's like like what is that right what is that so they fall into into what scripture calls like you know the 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 soothing words Right. And the soothing ears because they don't put into practice or even pray for or seek discernment so they can know the, the bad from the good. Right. The, the the fruit from the lie. Right. So what are you going to say, Joaquin? Well, so and all that, I, I'm going to go. I'm going to go all the way back to what Mitch said about 20 years ago of this being. I got to I got to thinking. And this and this ties into what's going on now, right? So in the 80s and early 90s is is when we we got that term seeker friendly, right? The early so the late 80s to early 90s with highballs, right? Um, where we got this seeker friendly church. That idea of you come, we're gonna do everything we can to make church attractive to you, right? And so then we created. Um, I think Mitch said, right, a consumer, we created a church consumer culture where ask somebody, ask somebody, why are you going to this church? Oh, because they have programs for my kids. Oh, because they had something for my teenager. Oh, because they, it's never, yo, they preach the word here, right? That, or that, mm -hmm. At least that seems to kind of, uh, just kind of in a general sense, right? I'm just generally speaking, right? Very rarely do you. Why do you go? Oh man, cause the dude preaches the word. No, it's because it's because they have this. They have that, right? Well, why don't you go to that church? Uh, I mean, they preach a good word, but they but they got nothing from. from they don't have anything for me or for my kids or for whatever. And and so now, I mean, the reality is that's that's all of this leads back to that. Is that that's the, the the fruit that is the that is this is the fruit of the seeker friendly. This is the fruit of trying to make church palpable for 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 culture, right? We say let's make the church 
let's make the church taste yummy for culture. So we bring in the rock worship. So we bring it. And, I, and I, listen, we love the rock worship, right? We like <laughs> it better than the hymns we grew up on. But but let's, you know, let's let the guy that leads worship, you know, he looks cool with the ripped jeans and the, you know, and now, you know, like with the, the pastors with the, you know, oh, man, they got like the newest kicks or, you know, Kanye. I feel attacked. my kids. <laughs> <laughs> right or you know you got like oh kanye's a christian now so let's listen to everything he has to say because he's preaching truth but what happens in five years if kanye comes back and he's like man i don't believe any of that no more so all you people that were pushing him what what, what are you all of a sudden you're gonna be hurt you're gonna be like, oh man oh but if man kanye doesn't believe then maybe i don't believe also either <laughs> you're weak-minded you might you know so so i think i think that I think that we we almost have to go rajatabla in a way, and that's that kind of legalistic Pentecostal way, in the sense of going, wait a minute, right? We need to go back to basics here a little bit, and you know, Mitch has alluded to that. I think we've all kind of danced around that idea that I think when we when we, you know, when a when a guy pushes something, we need to have people pushing back, saying, hey, "Man, keep that in your local church." <laughs> you yeah, won't you get know, light. I, I, keep, I think keep that in your local church. I think something that I that has just been a thought uh, in my own heart the last this last month is, you know, we always we there's that phrase, you know, this isn't a religion, it's a relationship, right? And uh, you know, it starts with ours. It sounds nice, um, but you know, the word religion uh, is essentially just like an unto God, and there is something about that we've lost that our lives are meant to be unto God. When you choose Christian faith, it is unto the Lord, and you know, all over the globe right now, uh, Muslims are uh, finishing Ramadan, where they're fasting all day to seek God. Right. And and I look at that and I go like, you know, it's really sad to me that Christians don't have that level of devotion, you know? And we have a relationship and we, we can seek the face of the Lord any day we want and we have a hard time having church in our homes, right? We have a hard time, you know, if it doesn't, if it's not shiny enough, if it's not good enough, we've, this is that, that consumer kind of culture. And it's sad to me because like, you know, the Lord does want all of our hearts and, and he doesn't want, uh, like he wants us to be devoted to him. And I just think that at the end of the day, for me, what's challenging is like, look, part, like, it's like half truth is a full lie. Partial obedience is full disobedience, right? right. Partial following. Like, that's what we want. We want I want to follow a little bit. And and I don't, like, once again, it's not about those guys. It's about the attitude of I will follow a little bit and want the whole thing. So when I don't get the whole thing, I'm going to say that the following was a problem. And then when you look in your hindsight because of your, you know, your, your bias towards your own self, well, I tried. No, did you? Right. Did no. you try? How many times have you <laughs> right. fasted? And I don't, and, and I mean, I'll t like, look, this is, when I disciple someone, I got a whole book on it. Like, <laughs> like. When I disciple someone, I make them do two audits, a spiritual audit that week and a life audit, like their, their adulthood audit. And I go, hey, okay, when you say you pray, and it's not a religion thing, it's when you say you pray, how much do you pray? How, when do you pray every day? When you say you read your Bible, do you read your Bible? When did you read your Bible yesterday? What did you read? Did you journal? Uh, when you said you, you tithe and you give, do you tithe and you give? Right? I don't care. I'm not making any money. You know what I mean? Like, I'm broke. So it's like, you know, I'm just wondering if you're generous. Like, do you Sabbath? No? Okay. So, okay, so you're not spiritually disciplined is what I'm – at the end of the day, that's just the truth. You're not. And 
And so let's just get on it. Let's just get it out of the way. And then it's like, let's do an adult audit. Do you make your bed? Do you brush your teeth? Do you know how to put on a pair of pants every morning, right? Like right. these kind of things that are like, just get honest. If you're, you're the extent of your honest is the depth of your intimacy, right? So we're gonna get honest. And, and that's my discipleship philosophy is like, I'm not gonna disciple you from where you think you are. Let's just get real and skip the fluff and go like, this is where you really are. This is where I'm really at. This is where I'm trying to go. This is where you're trying to go. Right. Let's go there together. And the hard part is that when you live in dishonesty, your downfall, like the enemy, we think the enemy's like, I'm going to take him out as fast as I can. No, he's going to let you live in dishonesty. So you fall off the face of a mountain and then everyone gets hurt by it. And this is just what's going to happen more and more, unfortunately. Yeah, well, the enemy doesn't need your help, right? Because most of the yeah. time we go to ourselves, yeah. right? We're like the soldier who should, we shoot our, we shoot our own foot, right? And yeah. then, yeah. And then we cry about being wounded. What you said there, Mitch, you said something at the end there, the way you worded it, is um, we fall off the mountain, right? We fall off the mountain and everyone gets hurt by it, right? That, forget about it. The, they're, they're like, that's the whole sermon series. But um, like the depths of that, and it's true, and, it, and it's true, right? So we, we, we tend to have this selfish outlook, right? Oh, it's just me, 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 and this is what I'm doing, and no one's affected, even though we know that there are people that that hold us in a type of influence. There are people that look to us for like for help, for like as leadership. You know, there's this kid that um, that one day on social media, he like referred to me as his spiritual dad. Right. As a spiritual dad. And I texted him. I say, um, either take that down, either take that down or, or you're going to live to return it. Right? Oh, you're going right? to live to regret it because if that's what you're going to consider me, then it's, I, I don't, I'm not the guy that think that that's cool. Right. I'm, I'm old school. If that's what you consider me, I'm going to be texting you. I'm going to be calling you out. I'm going to make sure that, that, you know, that you're prayed up. I'm going to ask you what you've been reading. Right. What have you been consuming through your eyes? Right. What, like, what, what book of the Bible are you on right now? What books are you reading? Right. And I've been doing that for like the past three years. And I'm like, hey, what's going on? Hey, even when he he was out on tour, say, like, hey, so you're on tour. Um, are you still reading your Bible on that tour bus? No, I'm really not. Like, why? What's going on? Do I need to go to this city and pick you up? Like, like let's let's be real. And and we don't. And, and then when we when we do come around and we and we realize that people are watching us, we have one of two options, right? We we do one of two things. We have the Stand on this arrogant. Uh, we have to take a state of arrogance where we say, "Well, I'm no one's role model." Like, "Oh, you're looking at me. That's your problem. You know, that's not my responsibility." Or we realize and we see it for what it is, and we turn into the Pauls. We turn into the Barnabases, right? We 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 realize that, hey, you know, this is like whether I, reluctantly or not, I am some type. I'm in some type of leadership role for some people, and I be I need to be responsible for that because. We fall off a mountain, and we heard a whole bunch. We heard a whole bunch of people, and and it's 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 funny you say that because, like, not not worded that way precisely, but I think about those things like all the time, all the time. I think about the people who look towards me, who who look up to me, and and who see me as some kind of something, right? And one of them, one of them actually checked me. It's like you know. Just because I, I was like, oh yeah, I mean that's like that's on you. That's do you? And it's like, well, 
you know, I'm, I'm asking you. And I, well, and I would tell him, well, I'm not your leader. I'm not your pastor. And the kid got me back. Like, he checked me and said, hey, just because you're not in a building that has the name of your ministry on it, right, doesn't mean that I don't see you as a leader. Right? I see you as a leader. Right? Yeah, I have a past. I go to a That's church. But good. still, I see you as a leader. Right? And, you know, either you're going to leave or you're just going to leave me alone. And I'm like, oh, you suck for that. But, yeah, okay, right, okay. I'm sorry. Forgive me. Let's do this. You know what I'm saying? And then all of a sudden, it's like, yeah, me too, me too, me too, me too. So I think about those things whenever I post, where whenever I say things, whenever I do things. I think about those things, right? Because even Paul teaches you know, that we should not, we should try to not become a stumbling block, right? And, yeah, and, and, and we don't, if we don't think about that, then we're just being selfish, right? We're just being selfish. And we're, and we're not only falling off the mountain, but we're throwing people off the mountain first, right? And then jumping off. So um, I know you all guys, you guys have things to do. So closing statements, because right, you see, right. because because hold on, because I want to make sure that, and and we know this, and, you know, between us, it doesn't need to be said, but this this episode isn't about attacking anybody. Even the names that were dropped, we're not attacking anybody. We're attacking the situation because right, right. people get yeah, hurt yeah, by yeah. this, right? People get hurt by this. People, whether whether or not, um. This guy, you know, it, it, whether or not it was his intention, right? Whether it was his intention or not. I mean, we are saddened because regardless of anything, like these are our brothers and sisters in Christ, right? And these, and they made up the church body. And for anybody who made up the church body to say that they no longer believe in the God that we serve, it hurts us, right? It's like losing a loved one. Whether we knew them or not, we're still connected by Jesus, Right. And then, you know, the people that did look to them as for as as I just stated, um, exemplify with myself as leaders or as a player, as a person of influence. Like these people get hurt and inadvertently. They also will decide to not believe in God. They will also decide to leave the faith. Right. Well, if it's not real for this guy or this person who I've been listening to for like. 10, 15 years, or whose music or books I've just discovered, right? Then how can I continue to follow them, right? How can I continue to serve or believe in this God if this person who's been doing it for 20 years no longer believes, right? And we don't want to think that people are so fragile in their thinking, but we we know we know better. We know differently. We know that. Well, right. They, they are because they're, 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 they're experiences through that person. Not, not right. Through there are people that, that do think and believe this way. So it's not that we're attacking people or attacking anyone. But we, but we are attacking the thing. Right. We are attacking the, the thought or the idea or the, the practice of apostasy. We are attacking the, the, the disregard for the people that that follow the disregard for the people that have eyes on you, we are attacking just the the irresponsibility. I'm gonna just kind of say like that: the irresponsibility to to the kingdom and to and to the and, and to the people. So to take to take a to, to bite off our king. So and with that being said, uh, Mitch, closing remarks. Yeah, 
Pro- Proverbs says that uh, uh, deception is sweet like honey. No one wants to get deceived. No one goes into life trying to uh, get deceived and to hurt themselves. It's sweet. It's it's the noise of the day is so loud. It's distracting. It's it's what it is. And so, you know, my heart is for anybody that listens to take a moment and and ask the Lord to search your heart. What do you really believe? What don't you believe? I mean, it's okay to have questions. It's actually, it's, it's more harmful to not say that you have questions, but you don't, you don't like then actually own those questions and start looking for answers. Find someone to help you, um, find someone to love you through it. You know, like I, I personally, I'm like, my heart is that anyone that finds themselves struggling, having a question, irritated, feeling like they've lived a lie, let's work through that. Not so that I can give you something so that you can come to a conclusion that you actually feel comfortable owning. Um, and I think that the Lord right now is really getting people to a place of honesty. I mean, the only thing you get to look at really throughout your day is your mirror and your face on your Zoom calls and all of this stuff. It's time to get on it. It's time to let honesty draw you into intimacy. It's time to let honesty break down your pride. What is the number one, like, what is the number one way to break your pride? You get honest with yourself, man, I'm not as good as I think I am, you know? And it's like, and I hope that, that for artists that have been a part of like this kind of like toxic system, like, man, I hope they do get honest. I hope that people see that what's going on for what it really is. And that they, they fall in love with Jesus, man. At the end of the day, Jesus changed my life. And I hope that everyone like would come to know him truly and have their hearts renewed by him. And, you know, if, like, like you said, Jay, I love that we're not, no one's attacking anybody here. I hope and I pray for the best of everybody. I would just say this too. One thing I always say is like, you know, if a phrase or a statement determined my uh, disposition with the Lord at any given moment, then I'd be toast. And so, you know, a paragraph on Instagram is a big deal and it has influence and it does carry weight and it should be, it should be thought like with wisdom on what you post. But at the end of the day, like God looks at the whole of your life and uh, you're going to stand for the whole of your life. And I think we should be a little bit more careful about what we put on and momentary feelings and say that this is where I stand right now. I think a lot of these guys stand there right now because uh, of pain, because of honesty. Um, and God can still use that. And I think they're going to look back at some of their statements and go, dang, I wish I didn't make a PR statement at that moment in my life. Uh, and, you know, and that's part of the reason why I don't, I'm not better than anybody, but I just try not to make any PR statements about myself because, you know, I'm trying to grow and I'm not where I want to be for making like the statements that is the Mitch Rumpay pastor statement. You know what I mean? Like I'm not ready. I don't want to do that. Let, you know, people can talk. God can talk. I don't need to, to do it for myself. So yeah, man, I, I just honesty produces intimacy that's real you know the realest relations you have are the ones that you're the realest in so like god draw them in you know it's your holy spirit that draws people to repentance and so let's go just just so you know i'm going to use that as the title of this episode joaquin go ahead uh no so my thought process is i like what mitch was i like mitch what you said about when you begin discipling somebody and you try to strip them down to the core right like just strip everything down so you can actually build up. And I think that's the thought that I think I would like for all of us to think about and all of us to um, that might hear this is to go, 
let me get down on my essence, kind of piggybacking on what you were just talking about. Let me get back down to, to me and then uh, me and then my area. And I think we I think we all should should really start thinking about what it means to influence where we live instead of thinking about influencing anything else or anywhere else and then moving accordingly you know, in, in that, in that direction. And I know it's a little bit ironic talking about that, doing this podcast that we're going to put out everywhere, That's but good. I, <laughs> I get that. I get that. But, you know, me and Jay, when we started this podcast, it was just because we want to talk and we just want to share our ideas. Uh, and if anyone jo- joins us and, and gets something out of it, fantastic. But it, the thought was never, Hey, let's put the pot, this podcast out and let's, you know, so we can get a hundred million dollar, you know, payday like Joe Rogan did to get his podcast put on Spotify. Like that was never the, you know, it wasn't like, how can we make money off of this so that we can kind of walk in, in those circles? It was just, Hey, we just want to talk and we just want to share it. And if people listen, great. If not, we're, we're having a good time. And, um, so I think that that's, that's the thing is that let's get back to the essence of who, who we are, who we are as ourselves, who we are as, as, followers of Jesus and then let all this other stuff go away. So if that means you stop tweeting or you stop Instagramming and you stop doing all that stuff and, and then you slowly allow yourself as you grow, maybe to include some of these things where now you're maybe, you know, you're posting out of a different mindset than you are. Hey, let me try to get those million hits with this video, this TikTok video I did. Let me try to get those million hits. So that I can put it on Instagram, get two million hits and everybody can. And then I'm influencing somebody yet. Like Jay was saying, we don't influence it. You know, he's got kids in Kennesaw that he that are influenced by him. But and I'm not saying this is what Jay's doing. But but then if, if this is <laughs> Jay's mindset, but he's thinking about, oh, how can I hit somebody else in another city? And you got these these same kids in your backyard. I think we I think that's what I would like that's for good. us to, to start thinking about with this conversation is let's keep it local. Then let's worry about everything else. No great revival started because they pushed it out somewhere else. All great revivals started where in that one little place. And then God is the one that spread it, right? They didn't send out flyers everywhere going, Hey, we're going to have a great revival over here. No, it's, it started at home and let God spread it. Let God spread that junk through social media. Don't you do it, right? Stop yeah. looking for those dopamine hits. Go I exercise. Didn't, I didn't, Go exercise with me and Mitch. You'll feel better, and you don't have to worry about people liking you. I didn't know. I didn't know God had social media, but uh, yeah, he does. He's got a social media director <laughs> called the Holy my, Spirit. My, my takeaway is this, right? My takeaway is this. Um, I know that we're in a that we're in a, in an interesting time right now because of quarantine and um, social distancing and whatever. But I, I want us to, to, to remember that it's, it's, it's social distancing and not spiritual distancing. And, and, and I don't say that to be, to be trendy with like a catchphrase, but rather, you know, a lot of this, this is a time because of that, we're doing a lot of like self-reflecting, self-growth, um, trying new things or whatever, right? And and yeah, we might c- 
come face to face with doubts. But like the, the, the I guess that the one tagline that I've had 2020 is um, our doubts should feed our faith and not our fears. Right. Because growing up legalistic, I grew up thinking and being taught that having doubt is a sin. Right. But um, when Thomas doubted Jesus, Jesus didn't condemn him and told him he can call him a sinner. Right. Jesus actually actually proved himself to Thomas. Right. So so let your doubt feed your faith and not your fear. So you have questions if if if, if you hit a wall you know, with your faith and spiritually about God, Jesus, whatever. I, I would rather you do one of two things or both things. I would rather you take some intimate time with God to share your doubts with him, right? Give him your question. Give him give him the reasons, your reasons why you're at this wall or you're at this, this juncture in your faith where you need him to speak to you and prove himself to you. And, and or, right? Connect with people, connect with other believers that can, that that can that can that you can be honest with, right? And they can teach you and walk with you and 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 study with you, right? Because maybe they're having the same questions, and you can both get together. You can all get together and find God as the answer to those questions together, rather than feeling that oh well, I hit this wall, so my whole my whole faith is fake. It's false. And so I'm just going to like quit and give up. Right. It's, 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 it's preposterous to me because like, I, I, <laughs> I have a big thing against the whole, you know, Christianity's relationship and not religion because everything that we do as Christians show that it's a religion. Right. And, and according to James, you know, we need to practice true religion to live out real relationship with God. Right. So, you know, do the things because sometimes it's not so much that God doesn't become or becomes less real to us, but rather we're not doing the things. Right. We're not having the intimate times. We're not getting into scripture. We're not praying. We're not, you know, fasting. You know, we're not we're not. I'm going to say that again. We're not fasting. I, I think that um, that fasting is one of those things that we only do. And they're at the beginning of the year with the church, you know, 21 days of fasting in January, but we don't make it a part of our walk, a normal part of our walk, right? And and um and 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 it's real it's it's real important to connect with other believers, other believers, but not believers who are gonna affirm your doubts and affirm your um your 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 your, your fake honesty. But believers that are going to push you, that they're going to call you out. You need a Peter, you need a Paul to Peter, right? When they got in each other's faces, you know what I mean? Like um, the people that I walk with and the people that I surround myself with or that I reach out to are people that I know are that are going to send me the right scriptures or that are going to give me a gut check, right? Sometimes even physically punch me in the gut. But um, and and I do this because if iron sharpens iron, there has to be sparks for that iron to get sharp, right? If not, then you're just clapping, um, and that's not <laughs> that's not helpful, right? And if you need, as Mitch did, get off social media, whether it be permanently or 
or just for a time, like let your fasting be off from social media and then something physical also because there has to be sacrifice. And but don't, but sacrifice. Don't, don't announce it. <laughs> just do right? it. Right? Just, just do it. Just do it. Get off. Just, just get off. Because I would rather you be challenged by your faith than you say that you lost your faith. Right? I, yeah. Do whatever you need to do to be challenged by your faith. Be challenged by God. If you plateaued, which is like weird to me that you plateau and being a Christian that you plateau, right? It's just weird to me because, you know, there's always something new. There's always something that that will challenge you if you're really seeking him in spirit and in truth, right? Then have community. Even if it's social distance community, have community. Reach out to people. Man, I'm going to go as far as saying reach out to us, right? <laughs> reach out to us. Send us an email. Put a comment under this, this podcast and we will, one of us, I'm even going to throw Mitch in there. One of us will reach out to you. And we will definitely reach out to you. Yes, one of the pastors. Yeah, Mitch, right? Mitch is a pastor. Jay's right? a, pastor. And he's a pastor. And he's a friend. I'm an ex-pastor. Joaquin's an ex-youth pastor. Right? Like, we've done this. We've done this. Right? We've got I'll, years I'll and years. You have, you have years and years of, of ministry and Bible. And that's not to say that we have it all, all figured out. Right. But we will come correct. You know, we will come alongside you. We will pray alongside you. Um, I will, Mitch, I will get because I know I know that that the discipleship book, um, there's a link for it so that it could be downloaded as a PDF. Right. Yeah. If I'm not yes. mistaken. Square.org backslash discipleship. You can download all the stuff there. There you go. So I'm going to take that that URL and I'm going to put it on all of my websites, including this one, right? So that if you need it, you want it, download it, use it, use everything that you can, right? To, to get firmer in your faith and, 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 fir and firmer in your walk. Um, and yeah, this is me crying out with a pastor's heart. So, you know, Jesus is good. Apostasy is bad, right? <laughs> and, and Jesus is always good, even in your struggles, Right? Even in your struggles, Jesus is always good. God is always good. Right? You hear the podcast, you hear me speak about my homelessness. Even in my homelessness, God has been good. Right? Even in my pain, God has been good. God has always remained God. He has always remained faithful and he has always remained true. All right? So um, let me stop before I start preaching. Um, <laughs> Mitch. Oh, you weren't already? Thank you. For joining us. Yes, Mitch. My Thank pleasure. You. Thank you for saying My yes. So you know that. Well, you don't know, but now you're gonna know that you say yes once, we're always gonna call you. We're always gonna call on you. Sounds <laughs> good, man. <laughs> it's been real, y'all. Thanks for having me on. All right, no, thanks man. for joining us. Thanks for joining us. As that's it, we're done with this week's episode. Thanks for those of you that joined us. Thanks for joining us. For those of you that didn't join us. Hopefully, you'll catch it on Spotify or Apple or wherever it is. Mitch just left. Hey, guys, we love you. We'll see you all next week. I'm Joaquin. Still Jay. That's Jay. Peace. Thanks for listening. Remember to go to theoverflowpodcast.com to subscribe to the podcast on all streaming platforms and catch up on all the links of the week. And don't forget to follow our playlist on Spotify.